sorry, wah. Liefdevolle vader, Heer Jesus en Heilige Gees, Heere, baie dankie, dat die amazing is, en Heere, dat u ons eerste lief gaat, en dit is altyd wat my kop wegblaas, vader, dankie dat u ons eerste lief gaat het, en dat u voorbeeld was, dat ons kan dit hoe mens hee. Dankie Heere, dat u in die kruis gesterf het vir ons, en Heere, nog meer dat u opgestaan het, dat ons hier vanavond kan sit en kan weet, Heere, ons kan in freedom sit, Heere, en ons kan, ons kan u geniet. Heere, ek opvraal dat u een wacht vir my mond sal sit, Heere, en dat, uh, dat ek nie die woorde sal, sal teach wat uit die hand uitkom. Ek bid het in Jesus' naam, Amen. Alright, so ek begin altyd met die story van waar ek kom, of eindig duid vir my, maar vanavond begin ek anders. Julle is gereed van dit, ok? So, um, so tonight I, I want to start with one of the best animation, animation scenes that I have ever seen in my life. You will know it, but it just rocked my world. So, Paul, as you unfolds my upway. Before you start, before you start, I just want to say to the podcasters, you can actually press pause now. You can go to YouTube. You can put in the words acorn trouble and just look at it. It's about a two and a half minute clip. All right, let's watch it. You know, I was used to the 90s, you know, the, the, the best I saw was Aladdin, it was 1D or 2D, and the first time I saw this, I mean, even that, that the eye, you know, you get the emotion, it was just, it's brilliant. But anyway, so as you can see, that was Ice Age, it was the, 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 this, um, the intro to the Ice Age movie, and we are introduced there to a character by the name of Scrat, 
Now, Scrats, they got the name because he's a, something between a squirrel and a rat. And that's why they called him Scrats. I didn't know if he knew that, but he had a name, actually, because that whole movie, you just see this little thingy going on. But, um, but oh, old Scrat, you know. Um, it, it, you could see this acorn, it, you know, it, it was his sole purpose. This little acorn was, you know, the thing that kept him alive. It's actually, it sort of gave him hope, if you think of it. He would give anything and everything for this little acorn. But um, I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys remember your biology, but there's actually a, what you would call a symbiosis between squirrels and acorns. All right, the fact that it's winter then he's trying to, to bury it, that's a bit odd, but anyway. But an oak tree um, actually is a, is a big protective mechanism for a squirrel. You can think of that, hey, if there's something that wants to catch a squirrel, it, it goes and hides in the oak tree. But the squirrels is a massive reason why oak trees survive. Because squirrels love acorns and they gather it under the tree and they do go and bury it for, for purposes for winter. But what I've read up is that they don't bury it under the tree, they actually move it away from the tree at as far as 200 meters and go and bury it there under the, the ground. But what is so great is they don't go and claim all the acorns when it's winter, they sort of forget where they put it. And this gives the acorn the chance to start sprouting. And that is how the acorns, you know, we get oak trees. So thank goodness for squirrels. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very interesting little way of how an acorn um, sprouts and starts and grows. So obviously it's under the ground and the magic first starts under the ground. So when an acorn starts to sprout, most of its energy is spent on the development of the root system. So you don't see much above, up, above the ground. And um, so its initial root is what you call a tap root. A tap root is a single root that grows straight down. And this, this root actually grows down very deep because it's actually looking for dependable sources. So nothing happens to the acorn until this tap root, this single, singular root, finds dependable sources. So, you know, a little water there or whatever. Isn't that amazing? But the second phase is once it's, it's reached or, or found dependable sources, what happens then is it is surpassed by a root system of note. It actually starts growing horizontal, so the root system goes out to the sides. And only when that happens, that is when the third phase kicks in, and that's when you start seeing what's happening above the ground. So it's amazing. They, it, it first makes sure everything is correct under the ground and that it can be there. And I mean, if you, if you think of it, the root system has got two purposes. It feeds the tree, but it's also its anchor. And just on a side note, there's two side notes tonight. But the one is, um, a few years ago, Anton Badenhorst was here as a guest speaker, and I saw his, what is his first preaching at a church? What do you call that? Inauguration or what? I can't remember what you call that in English. But anyway, at Westerlof, it was his first teaching, and he talked about redwoods. I don't know if you've ever heard about redwoods. It's trees you get in California, close to San Francisco. And they grow as high as 100 meters in the air. You guys have an idea how big this is. All right. But now you would think massive root system. But apparently their roots only go down for about a meter. <coughs> but their horizontal growth is so massively and they connect to the trees next to them. And that is why a redwood tree is so strong, because it's connected to the other redwoods in the forest. So that's a very important thing about this root system, and you can hear about the oak tree as well. 
Because once an oak tree starts growing, it can grow as old as 100 years. So you must understand that root tree needs anchoring. All right, so it's very important. And then, so an acorn, uh, you know, starts, but it's, it ends up being a magnificent oak tree. And, and if you read up about trees, they talk about, you know, the magnificent tree, the majestic tree, the, the, it's durable and it's strengthened. That's the oak tree. That's, it's known in the, what you would call the tree kingdom. All right, that's the, the biggest tree there. So eventually when an oak tree then gets to its size and everything, you know, it gives shelter for animals. It gives rest to the weary, you know, if you want to go and lie down underneath it. And also, obviously, trees produce oxygen, so it's fantastic, all right. So trees are actually one of the least selfish species on Earth, according to me. All right, so now I mentioned three phases to you. So the first phase of the acorn was the taproot going down, looking for a dependable source. The second was, was a, a huge root system that grows horizontally, and then eventually you, would, you see the end product of a majestic oak tree. And if you think of these three phases, I can actually draw parallels to a lot of phases in your life. Think about it. When you walked in high school in grade eight, you were underneath the ground, am I right? That little tattoo there to grow. <laughs> you know, you start growing your friends and then eventually in matric you are C. Okay, can be just as well in your first year at college or university and eventually when you get your degree, it goes through those same phases. A new family, getting a new, new kid in the house. It's the same phase. You know, you first go under the ground, you grow your roots, and then, you know, people start seeing you again with the kid. All right, but for, for the purposes of tonight, I'm going to talk about when you became a, gra a brand new Christian. Now, if I talk about a brand new Christian, it can be different for everybody. I was, I gave the middle finger to religion up until the age of about 26, all right? And there only, I, I clicked what was going on. Or if you were privileged enough to grow up in a Christian house and you knew all the ways and everything like that, you know, you, you, you knew what Jesus did for you. But there's one phase in your life where you get to a phase that you click literally the magnitude of what happened on the cross. And that's when I call you a brand new Christian because then you click, you know, what's the basis of this whole thing? Jesus died for me on the cross. And because of that, he... Um, you know, he died for my sins, and he was resurrected, and I am free. I'm literally free, because now I can live within, you know, his beautiful, um, I, I always call it arms like this, but in, in his beautiful borders. So um, that's what I call a, you know, brand new Christian, when you get to that realization. And um, so if I take, it, if, if I take the, the parallel to a brand new Christian, and then the acorn with its three phases, you know, the first phase when you grow down with your taproot, you, you look for dependable source. And your first dependable source is when you click what the cross did for you. That's your dependable source. Because if you know that and you, and you latch onto that, nothing can take that away from you ever. And that's fantastic. And then, the next phase is obviously now you are curious and your, your, your whole relationship with Jesus starts growing. But also you start surrounding yourself with other likewise people. And um, I had the privilege to be in a, in a care group uh, with wise, older Christians that every week just gave wisdom, you know, and just the basics and the guidelines. So my root system started growing. 
And I also walked away, you know, with, with I started giving Sunday school. And you walk with young kids that's very impressionable and you, you realize what responsibility you have, but your, your root system grows. And then you, you know, um, you, you, you are with youth groups and then also you are also with non-like-minded people, but your, your root system grows and it's fantastic. And then the third phase, so you do life, if I can say it that way. And the third phase, obviously, is then when your root system is so strong that you as an oak tree start growing and now you can give rest to others. Your root system can hook onto other people's <coughs> root system and you can start giving hope. And that's where I want to get today is the hope that lies within these three phases because a magnificent oak tree gives hope, gives shelter, gives, uh, you know, it gives rest, it gives oxygen, it gives hope. And uh, so, so that's the key. So hope is, is, is genuinely a key for anybody's life. You know, it's always hope, love, you know, all those wonderful things. But if, if you have hope in your life, then you can carry on. You will get out of bed every morning. And that's so, so, so important. All right. And um, I just thought today when I, you know, I was going through this, I came up with the saying, to give hope is to sustain yourself and others. Because that's where you're growing too doesn't help you keep hope within yourself and but you must become an oak because you keep hope within yourself if you're just still in the root system but if you start growing up to become an oak tree you can start giving hope away all right and that's that's very important and a bit of a side note this is my last side note but my brother he lives in Taipei and um, he's very cynical about the Christians and um, he's always sending me clips what do you think about this so the last clip he sent me was about three weeks ago, and the guy's name is Christopher Hitchens, and I actually read up on him. He actually died a few years ago, which is sad. But he is what you call the anti-theist, so it's not an atheist, it's an anti-theist, but he just believes there's, there's no God. He believes in no religion. But he was a very good debater. You know, so there's a lot of YouTube clips about him talking about, you know, why it's so silly to be that there's religion and that you must believe in this God. And um, the first time I listened to the clip, you know, I was like, oh, goodness, okay, because he was slamming any religion. But the question that was asked to him is, Mr. Hitchens, if you don't believe there's a God, why do you keep on debating that there's no God? Why don't you just stay home? So his answer after that was about a five-minute answer. It was very scathing. But that's what gives this guy hope. That's what makes him get out of bed. So you mustn't just think that us as Christians, the hope, we believe our hope lies in the cross. All right. But there's, other, there's, there's a lot of beautiful people out there and their hope lies in different things. And you must always remember that and always have grace for that. And that is how I answered my brother as well. All right. So I just turned the thing into not talking to him about all the facts and everything like that. But I just said to him, this is about hope. And the Christian's hope is here, and the Islam's hope is there, and this guy's hope is in trying to convince us that there's no God. That gets him out of bed. So hope is in all dimensions, not just the Christians. But anyway, let's get back to, to the Bible. <laughs> all right. And I, if you've got the Bible with you, you can open the Bible there. If you've got your app open, please open Romans 5. And we're going to just read from verse 1 to 5. All right. So it's in the... NIV, and it's, it says the following, Therefore, 
since we have been justified through faith. Um, so the Afrikaans version says, ons So it's, you've been made free because you believe. All right, because justified through faith sounded to me a bit harsh. But anyway, all right, so we go again. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Verse 5, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And when I prepared for this thing, yes. um, I just had a quick look. The Good News Bible actually says, put right with God through faith. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, because that's a bit harsh. You can, you can still put it on. Thanks. Sorry. That's fine. Thanks so much. All right. So if we look at this and think about Scratch and his acorn and the three phases and you as a newborn Christian, this is exactly that. It's got the three phases there. If you look at verse 1 to 2, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now remember, they say that it was Paul that wrote this. And you know Paul had a tough time. You know, he was in and out of jail and so forth. So the hope that the Christians, and remember after Jesus um, went up to heaven, the Christians were, um, what is not for fall? What is that? Persecuted. Persecuted. There we go. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So they were persecuted. So in other words, they were literally they were killed. They were the guys that were in the Colosseum, you know, that they had to stand there and the lion came out and it was fun to see them being torn to pieces. So it wasn't nice to be a Jesus follower that time. So they were, it was quite tough in that time. But this, the first part, this was the tough route. That was the route that they understood that this is where, you know, they've got a sustainable, uh, you know, source is the fact that they could understand that Jesus died for them, that he rose, and that gave them faith, and that gave them hope. Alright, so that's your first phase there. The second phase, where you start growing your root system, and I'm at verse 3 now, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. And again here I want to say, you know, us sitting here, our first world sufferings is not that bad. In you know, with the Christians of 70 after Christ died, uh, went up to heaven. Um, So the sufferings they're talking about here is the literal, you know, they were persecuted, they were killed, you know, for what they believed in. So remember that. But if we take it back to today, our first of all problems is also tough. Am I right? You might lose a job, all right, or you've got a deadline at work or something like that. But these, you you have challenges in your life, okay? But what is amazing is because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And guys, this is important. And I see it with our our younger generations. They don't like to be challenged or that something difficult must happen to them. It must just quickly go away. All right. But this is the most important. If something goes wrong in your life or you are challenged in one or another way, it is amazing. And when I usually counsel the teenagers and they're like, 
why does this happen to me and all those things. I, I try not to you know, use the cliche. I've changed my counseling to say, what are you going to do about this? Because you need to, they must understand that they must be able to get up. Now, being a Christian and counseling in the Christian way, you take them back to the root, to the tap root, to the fact that Jesus died for them and rose. And that is very important for them to understand, that they can understand, but I have the power to get up out of this thing. I can understand what's happening with me. doesn't matter what has happened to me. I can get up and go. For In my life, it felt like I... I, you know, I didn't have shame anymore. Okay, and because I, you, and also suffering is usually sometimes you by choice. All right, you think you don't choose it, but sometimes most of your suffering comes by choice. So sometimes you can't point fingers to someone else but yourself, and that's also very important to see. But count yourself lucky if you've got challenges in your life. All right, life gets quite boring if it's just smooth sailing. Okay. Because what is the next step? You persevere and you grow character. And that is what I would like to see in people. When I meet people, it's fantastic. But I love to hear the stories, what they overcame in their life. I trust someone more with tattoos. (laughs) 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 Who else has got tattoos but I'm tonight? Anyway, you know, I trust someone more with tattoos, had a hard life, um, swears every second word, but loves the Lord. You hear what I say? Because that person experience something in his life that he understands how deep the love can go for him or her. Alright, so in other words, and this is your root system, this is how you start growing with your family, with your non-blood family, this is how you do love. And with your suffering produces perseverance and and it brings character. And then eventually the character brings hope. And so verse 5 And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's the phase where you are now the big oak tree. All right, you've gone through your sufferings, you understand, you're a bit wiser. Stuff still happens. But you can produce hope to people that are still in phase two, if I can say it that way, and vice versa. It doesn't mean if you've gone through phase two, you're never going to fall back to phase two because we always suffer. We always have some challenges. All right. But then there's someone else that can now give you hope, all right, or a bit of a wise word, okay. So, that for me is quite a cool piece of, of, of um, verses I've got in the Bible. You know, sometimes you think the Bible has been rewritten, like, oh, they've seen this, you know. And this was one of the, the verses that I, I'm going to cherish, because this, this, for me, is amazing. And if you take it back to third place, I don't know if you remember, and if you were here when it was told, but third place was created to bring hope. Pierre and Rialet started this place for the people that's on the outskirts, that, that don't fit into the norm, that want to ask more questions. And the vision for third place was a big tree with long, long, long branches where birds and animals and people can come and rest and breathe again and move on and bring other people to rest. That was the vision for third place. So third place was created for hope, giving and receiving. So my heart for you guys is the following, the crux 
of life for me is hope. If you have hope, you'll be okay. All right? You'll get out of that bed. All right? You'll have hope. And your hope starts in the cross and in your relationship with Jesus because that's the whole idea. You work, you walk a pathway with Jesus, you build your relationship with him. Your hope grows by doing life with your root system. And your hope multiplies when you give it away. Do you hear me? Your hope multiplies when you give it away. So, may Scrat and his acorn remind you to do everything in your power to keep the hope alive. Alright, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have been the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and we, we bow down before you because you are worthy. Thank you for bringing hope into our lives. Thank you for making a plan, the beginning of ages, that your son died for us on a cross to bring us hope. Thank you, Lord, that you are there for us. Thank you that you love us, doesn't matter what. And thank you that you bless us with root systems that can hold us and anchor us and hold us upright. And thank you that you created a place like third place, that we can be here and that we can get hope from each other and that we can face life and know that you are real and that you are our king. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys.